The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back. Last summer, I did an episode about what your closet and your kitchen have in common. It was one of our most popular episodes of the year. So today, I thought I'd share another place you can draw style inspiration. Everyone's favorite home improvement channel, HGTV. If you missed the episode on your closet and your kitchen, you can find the link in our show notes. I'm not just talking about Joanna Gaines' perfect hair and her perfect wardrobe either, even though she is like flawless. Nope, I'm talking about the principles that guide decisions on every home improvement show and how you can use them to maximize your style. Before we get to that though, Let's talk about hearing my voice when you're out shopping. And this time, I mean it literally. For the last couple of weeks, we've had people asking if I'm the voice at Old Navy. First of all, someone in our member community said she thought she heard my voice when she was shopping. I didn't think much of it because over the years, clients have told me lots of times, I hear your voice in my head when I'm shopping or I hear your voice when I'm getting dressed. But then someone else chimed in and said, yeah, me too. So I realized it wasn't just, you know, kind of me being the Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder, but I had no idea what they were talking about. Then last week, we started getting messages every day and emails every day asking if I was the voice at Old Navy. And I still had no idea what anyone was talking about because I haven't been in an Old Navy store in months. I sent out in my email last week that it wasn't me, but still I had no clue what anyone was talking about until last Friday when I took my girls shopping and we were at Old Navy picking up a spring hoodie for my older daughter. It completely slipped my mind to listen for whatever people were talking about when we were in the store, but as we were walking to the checkout, I caught the last part of an announcement about wearing masks. And I said, girls, it's me. That's what everyone's been talking about. And yes, I will agree. There are some vocal similarities there. So the mystery of what everyone's talking about is solved. I am not the voice at Old Navy telling you to wear your mask. But you know what? I could be. Call me Old Navy. Anyway, let's get into finding style inspiration on HGTV. My younger daughter isn't much of a TV or movie watcher at all all. Movie nights in our house are frankly painful and they last about 27 minutes before people get bored. They walk away. They pull out their phones. We don't do many of them, but my little one really loves home improvement shows. So that's what we end up watching for movie or pizza nights. They're the perfect length. No one argues. And that is the definition of success in my house. No arguing. 
since I have watched a fair number of these shows over the last couple of years, and I believe you can find inspiration for style anywhere, today I'm going to share six style lessons you can learn from HGTV. Are you ready? First, you need to have realistic expectations. One of my favorite HGTV moments is on Property Brothers. The buyers give their wish list, and then the Scott Brothers take them to a home that meets all of their needs and wants and desires. It's the right neighborhood, the layout, the size, the finishes, the backyard, the works. The buyers ooh and ah and talk about how absolutely perfect it is. And then the brothers burst their dream bubbles by telling them that the house is three or four times what their budget is. It's an unfortunate but necessary dose of reality that sets the stage for what's really out there and how much it costs and what you can expect. I find this happens a lot with clothes. Women want high quality, stylish clothing that fits well, is easy to care for, doesn't have to be altered in any way, you know, the perfect thing. Sometimes when I was out shopping with clients, we'd find those things that were perfect or pretty darn close, but they wouldn't want to spend what it cost, but they didn't want to give up anything on their wish list either. And over and over, I would hear, well, this shouldn't be that expensive or, well, we should be able to find this somewhere else. Just because you want all those things to be perfect and you also want it to be inexpensive doesn't mean you can have it all. You can either accept that your dream wardrobe is going to cost you or you can manage your expectations and be willing to tailor or understand that the quality might not be where you want it to be or maybe it isn't as easy care as you'd like. Often something's got to give. You can pick what's important to you, but sometimes you just can't have it all at the price you want. Lesson number two is that value is completely subjective. I don't know about you, but watching some of those shows makes me want to call moving companies and head to a place where I can get twice as much house for the same amount of money or cut my mortgage payment in half and have the same kind of house, right? Waco, Texas has looked pretty darn good on more than one occasion. And then there are the times where I'm watching an episode of House Hunters that's set in a much higher cost of living area and I'm like, 700000 for that? That's ridiculous. You've got to be kidding me. As these shows demonstrate, what your money can buy you is wildly different depending on where you are. So what does that mean? Is 500000 a lot for a house? Well, yes, it is in some places. In other areas, you wouldn't be able to find anything that cheap. The cost is relative and dependent on a lot of factors. One day we were watching an episode of House Hunters set in a very high cost of living area. And my daughter asked, why would anyone want to live there? That house is tiny. And I said, well, maybe that's where their jobs are, or maybe that's where their family lives, or maybe they just like being close to the city. The things that they value are there. So that's where they are. In every episode of House Hunters we watch, my family demonstrates how subjective value really is. My husband always chooses the one with the most space. To him, the bigger, the better. I always choose the nicest or the most charming one. My daughters always pick the cheapest one. What we value in a home is different. And it's the same with your wardrobe. I know you're saying, Jen, we've heard it before. I know, I know. I talked about this in my episode on unanswerable style questions. I'll link to it in the show notes. But I'm going to keep talking about it because since that episode aired not that long ago, 
I've gotten a whole bunch of emails and questions asking, is this worth it? Or should I spend the money on this? It's kind of expensive. And all I can say is, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to you. But the other reason that I keep talking about this is that most women have yet to lean into what they find valuable. We still think of dress clothes as being worth more and our everyday clothes as being worth less. Why? If you spend the majority of your time in dress clothes, well, that makes sense that you would spend more on them. Or if you just want to have a couple things that are truly special, that's great. But why aren't more women embracing how they live 90% of the time and buying great clothes for that? Last week, I sent my email with my picks of the week, like I always do, and I shared four pants from my own wardrobe that I absolutely love. Three out of the four were around $100, and one was around $40. The cheap ones were the dress pants. The others were my everyday pants, pants I can wear with sneakers and tees and sweatshirts or flats and a blouse. If I had more expensive dress pants and cheap everyday pants, I would struggle to get dressed and I would never feel like my wardrobe looks as nice as it does. A valuable wardrobe is made up of things you love and can wear often, and no one can decide those things for you but you. So maybe it's that person spending a million dollars on a tiny house in Hawaii because they want to view the ocean. Or maybe it's you going into Athleta instead of Walmart because you want nicer athleisure clothes because that's what you live in. Whatever it is you value, figure that out and then invest in it. The third lesson you can take away from HGTV is the importance of Demo Day. My daughter loves the shows where people do a little house hunting and they pick one and then they renovate it. For her, she's got to have both of those things to make it a truly great show. The first thing the buyers do when they get their new house is what? That's right, demo day. They take out all the stuff that isn't working. They don't just paint over old wallpaper and put new furniture over old carpets. Nope, they strip it down to just the things they're going to keep and get all the old stuff out of there. Why do they do this? Well, because it's impossible to create a vision that you want on top of one you don't. What I love about demo days is when they find things they didn't expect, like a wall full of perfect shiplap or hardwood floors under those old ugly carpets. Those hidden gems save money on renovation costs, and they allow the budget to be spent elsewhere. They would never have found them unless they were ruthlessly taking everything else out. I know I've talked a lot about this one, too, in my episode on editing your wardrobe like a pro and in the Ultimate Closet Makeover class. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. But I cannot stress this one enough. Your closet, if it hasn't had one in a while, needs a demo day. The biggest thing keeping women from having the easy style they want is their overstuffed, outdated, nothing in here works for me closet. But because going through it is such a daunting task, they don't do the demo day. They just go shopping and add more on top of what's already there. It's like painting over wallpaper. It might look good today. It might solve your problem today, but it's going to cause a lot more trouble and work in the long run. Trust me. And besides, if you never strip your closet down to the absolute basics of what's working or what's not, you're never going to find those hidden gems. Over the years, I've heard, ah, I forgot I had that more times than I can count, followed closely by, oh my gosh, I've been looking for that. I always say a great wardrobe is as much about what you take out as what you put in. So don't skip demo day. Make it a priority. 
The fourth lesson you can learn from home improvement shows is the value of a good foundation. It feels like every show that involves renovating a home includes an unexpected foundation issue and with it an unexpected expense. Sometimes the homeowners divert funds from another project. Sometimes they just raise their budget and find the money. But what they don't do, what they never do, is leave the foundation problems unsolved and hope to make up for it with better finishes. Like, oh, well, I guess I understand the house is sinking, but no one will notice because we have these gorgeous cabinets. Nope, they understand that the foundation is a non-negotiable and they spend whatever it takes to fix the job and do it right. And so, my friends, it goes with your wardrobe. Your foundations are critical. Now, you might be asking, what are wardrobe foundations? Bras and underwear, you know my favorite topic. When your foundations are worn out or ill-fitting, nothing you put on top of them will look as good. You've got to take the time and spend the money to make sure you get your foundations perfect. You got to get the girls up where they should be, which can change the way your tops fit. And you got to make sure that your bottoms have the right amount of coverage and they don't look saggy or bumpy. I know this is an area that a lot of women don't want to spend money on. It's not fun money, but good bras and good underwear will do wonders for your clothes and how you look in your clothes. If you're a newer listener, you might be wondering, well, where do I find good foundations? How do I find good foundations? I've got two episodes on bras, which I will link to in the show notes. When it comes to underwear, I don't have an episode on that. And I don't have one planned either because there really isn't as much concrete advice for underwear like there is with bras. So much of it comes down to personal preference. What I recommend if you feel like you don't know what underwear are best for you, the best styles, whatever, is going to a place that carries a lot of different styles like Victoria's Secret or Soma. Buy a variety of fits and fabrics, and then, and this is the important part, the really important part, pay attention to how they look and feel when you're wearing them. Do they ride up? Do they roll down? Do they give you lines you don't want to see? Do they sag in the rear? Do they work under different pants, different skirts? From there, pick the best styles, pick the best fabrics, and then invest in those. A lot of women ask me about shapewear, too. And I'll be really honest, I'm not a huge fan of everyday shapewear. Under special occasion stuff, sure, I get it. But I prefer for women to find flattering, comfortable, everyday clothes they feel good in without feeling like they have to wear Spanx to go to the grocery store. However, if you do want more advice on shapewear, I've got an episode for that and we'll link to it in the show notes. The fifth thing you can learn from home improvement shows is that the bold, scary choices and the little details really make the space come to life. Sometimes when I'm watching shows like Fixer Upper, the designer will pick something that I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that one. Often the homeowners are unsure about it at first as well. But when it comes time for the big reveal, it's those things that really bring the space to life and make it look personal and unique. All of a sudden you can't imagine the space without that quirky chandelier or that bold paint color. And I know I've thought many times, oh my gosh, I wish I had the courage to do something like that in my own house. It's those choices that produce the style envy. And, you know, a lot of women say that they dress for other women and I get it. These are the things that make women say, oh, I wish I'd worn that, those bold choices. On the flip side of the bold choices is the little details. I love when homeowners see their houses for the first time and they're going room to room 
pointing out the little things you might not notice at first. Those touches make the houses feel finished, upscale, and personal. And you might not realize what a different lane tile in that pattern really makes, but if it wasn't there, you would definitely notice and the space wouldn't feel as finished. It's the same thing with your wardrobe. Bold choices and little details are what make your wardrobe interesting, stylish, and upscale. But here's the thing, they have to be personal. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients who are more reserved and conservative wardrobe-wise, and in their closets, they have all these crazy prints and wild colors that, unsurprisingly, they never wear. The story is always the same. They say, I felt like I needed something more exciting. And I say, well, do these things excite you? They'd say, well, not really, but I feel like I should have them. Don't go for what you think other people think is bold. Do bold for you. If you're a person who lives in nothing but white, black, and gray, try emerald green or even burgundy. That is bold to you. Adding a little color can be bold to you. Don't head right for the neon green pattern top. You're never going to wear it. When it comes to little details, these are things like finishing your outfit with an accessory or two, adding a belt or rolling your sleeves, tucking your top, cuffing your jeans. These kinds of things are the little touches that make your wardrobe and your outfits look finished and more upscale. But bold isn't for a lot of women, and that's okay. Some women's style is just more basic, which brings me to my last HGTV lesson. Number six, basic doesn't have to be boring. If you watch a lot of HGTV, you'll notice there's a difference in how designers design homes for specific buyers, like Fixer Upper or Property Brothers, and how they design houses with no specific buyer in mind, like all the house flipping shows. When designers are creating spaces for a specific buyer, they tend to put in more bold choices. But when they need to have mass appeal, they tend to go more neutral and leave out the things that would only appeal to a select few. However, if you've ever watched an episode of Flip or Flop, you know that those houses are never boring. Yep, they might be 20 shades of gray, but they don't look bland. Those houses are still put together with intention, with a design plan, a cohesive color scheme, and interesting materials. The result is more basic and more understated, but it isn't boring at all. So let's apply that to your wardrobe. I've worked with a lot of women who don't like bold colors or patterns or any accessories. They describe their style as basic, simple, and plain. And that's fine. Not every wardrobe has to be over the top. Like I said in lesson six, if that's not you, don't force it. But a lot of these women have come to me because they feel boring and drab and unstylish. They think they have to choose between bold and not their style and drab and boring. The truth is you don't have to choose. You can have an understated basic wardrobe that is anything but dull. And you only have to look at flip or flop on how to do it. First, the women in this group are usually big advocates of buy the same shirt in every color. That's a strategy they tend to go for. So they wear the same style of jeans with the same style of shirt in seven different colors, and then they feel like they look the same all the time. I wonder why. Maybe it's because they do. It's the same outfit. Ditch that approach and discover a color palette you love. It can be based on your best colors or just colors you like to wear. 
And you might think that having a limited color palette will make your wardrobe more boring, but it won't. It will make it more cohesive and it'll actually make it easier for you to put interesting things in there in a non-scary way. Second, every piece has to be in great shape and fit you well. When you have no smoke and mirrors like accessories and patterns to detract from the fit and condition of your clothes, every piece matters more. Get in the habit of tailoring and replacing or repairing clothes that have seen better days to make sure that every piece can stand on its own. Finally, look for slightly more stylish versions of the things you already wear. I worked with a woman who was struggling with feeling drab and boring because she lived in jeans and t-shirts and sneakers. Specifically, she lived in bootcut jeans, basic v-neck tees, and running shoes. We made a few simple swaps to her wardrobe. I put her in bootcut crop jeans. We swapped the running shoes for a fashion sneaker, and we added a couple of graphic tees and striped tees to her wardrobe. It was still her in jeans, tees, and sneaks, but it wasn't basic or boring. These were things she was already comfortable wearing. We just found more stylish versions. So you absolutely don't have to choose. You can have a wardrobe that feels like you and be a little more basic and understated without being boring and feeling drab. All right, there you have it. Six things you can learn about your style by watching HGTV. As always, I hope this episode makes you look at your wardrobe in a new way, and I hope it helps you find inspiration everywhere. Your homework is to pick one of the six lessons and see how you can apply it to your wardrobe. Maybe you want to make a bolder choice in an outfit this week, or maybe you want to get started on a demo day of your own. That's always a good choice, in my opinion. I will see you next week when we are back with an episode on getting strong at any stage of life. I'm excited for this one. Bye for now. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.